You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. Boys, I normally start the episodes with a, a strong eye, folks, but today it feels like we need to go a different direction. Let's fucking go, boys. Bergeron Let's has resigned. Let's fucking Krejci go. has resigned. And Zaka has signed. Yeah, that's cool too. Yeah, neat. Yeah, it's pretty neat. That's neat. I'll take yeah. it. That's- Initial reactions. Ian. Oh, oh. No, fuck you, Andrew. Ian. Uh, so I was telling this to Andrew earlier because he was kind of asking about, like, how do I respond to Krejci? As soon as I saw the Bergeron picture, I was like, okay, Bergeron, Krejci, Zaka today. It just made all the sense in the world, and they played that beautifully, didn't they? They did the a good picture, job. picture, 10 minutes later, the signing. Then the picture of Krejci, and everyone's just like, oh, shit. Beautifully done by the media team. I'm pumped. We, we have a real team. Like, if this didn't happen, and both these guys just went, all right, we're, we're done, like, next year was not going to be super fun. This team's going to be so much fun if just for the fact that we get to watch Bergeron and Krejci play for another year. That's the main thing. That's and it a- is just one year, because both of them signed for a year. Andrew, do you have the uh, the signings in front of you? Yes, I do. Do it. Patrice Bergeron, one year, $2.5 million, with $2.5 million re- uh, retained for next year in bonuses. David Krejci, one year, $1 million towards the cap for this year with $2 million retained for next year. Pavel Zaka, one year, $3.5 million. Pavel Zaka is making the same as Bergeron and Krejci combined, and our top three centers make $8.75 million for this year. Let's fucking go. Let's Shop fucking about go. Coil. I, I almost said it too. Uh, I said a while back that it was going to take seven to eight million dollars in cap space this year to sign Krejci and Bergeron, and that was going to be with a hometown discount. Like that yeah. was a discount. I am a moron, it turns out, because I I never thought it'd be under four million against the cap this year. And I do believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but if they hit those performance bonuses, which I assume are going to be very easy to hit, mm. if they hit them this year, and we, ten games. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, I didn't actually see what, what the uh, stipulations for it was, but if they hit them this year, I believe you can use this year's cap. If there is any towards those bonuses. Yes. So we might not be rolling over 4.5 million. Mm-hmm. Just an interesting point. I mean, there's these, all these deals, all three of them for the most part, but specifically Bergeron and Krejci are covered in cap manipulation, all legal Tampa fans, but <laughs> I, when I saw the money that was involved in this, immediately I thought of Tuka Rask because when we knew that Tuka was coming and we were wondering what the contract was going to be, and then we saw what the contract was going to be, it was like, holy shit, I was expecting a hometown discount, but this is crazy. Yeah, same thing. These yeah. 
are the same exact thing. An interesting uh, quote for Bergeron, he said, I've made more money than I ever thought I would in hockey, leaving a few dollars on the table to make sure you're a good team and make sure you're a competitive team for years to come is what I wo- uh, what I've wanted to do. That's something that started here before me. Little nod to Chara, who did that a couple of seasons ago. But again, Bergeron wasn't going anywhere else. He was only coming here and he wanted to do it the right way. Perhaps that's why it took a little bit of extra time. But Bergeron is doing captain things after he's gone. Yeah. Legend. Absolute fucking legend. Fucking legend. I need a documentary just covering his entire career because I'm going to cry like a little bitch when it's over. Oh, like I'm just going to sob. But I don't have to worry about that for another year, motherfuckers. It's beautiful. That's so good. This... Dude, guys, with health, this lineup fucks. I, I, I have to say, that top nine, I will go to battle with that top nine any day of the week. But your ready? hips don't work. I don't think yeah. they're going <laughs> to accept you. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, oh, now just... I'm the ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back on a little bit, Andrew. I'm going to be just a little bit negative about the top nine. Love the top That's six. Fine. Absolutely love the top six. Mm-hmm. Don't love that it's only going to be this for one year, but that's a bridge we'll cross next off season because I started to get scared that we were crossing that this year, kind of mm-hmm. similar to what uh, Ian said at the top of the show. I have no problem with Zaka's deal being one year because I don't. I don't have a problem with the either, but I do. I am confused why we got rid of Paula, who made less money, less cap, and he had one year left. So, what did we see? in Zaka that we needed him over Howell. 2020. You're banking on that upside. You're banking on upside, but Howell just kind of showed you that he had. I will admit that there was a little bit of a gamble with it. Yeah. But I think it's a very calculated risk. So my problem, I guess, would be on that third line, Zaka, Coyle, Smith. Mm -hmm. Those are three dudes who can potentially be awesome together and also potentially take a month off. Yeah. From a production standpoint. Mm-hmm. All three of those guys have a history of going cold for extended periods of time. And I'm scared about that line. That said, we could see a good amount of rotation. This is just, this is your fantasy lineup that you threw out there. And I don't really disagree with it, but I'm not, it's going to take a lot to see something out of that third line. Do I think it has the potential to be a, a, a top 10 in the league? Very well could be, but it also could be one of the streakiest ones. So a little bit nervous about that, but I don't even want to get too negative. Ian, if you want to chime in real quick before we jump back to the happiness, I just had to to poop a little bit there. No, I think you make a really good point where it's like, all right, we spent more money to get a younger guy. Yes. And there's a whole argument for getting him in the building, getting him learning from Bergeron, Krejci, all this great stuff. But there is one thing that's total speculation on my part, but makes sense in my head. Who was going to be the better third left wing, Howla or Zaka? And I actually think the answer is Zaka. Mm-hmm. Howla benefited greatly from the help that he was getting on his wings. We know that. But I he did what happened do, when he was on the third line. It was not good. He did not work with Coyle well. Mm-hmm. And I think they knew months ago, because I don't know if you make that Zaka deal if you don't have Krejci coming back. I think they knew. And so they went, all right, let's get a guy who potentially has 2C upside. Obviously, that's a bit of a stretch right now with his history. But he has that upside. And he'll better fit a third-line hard four-checking role than Hallowood. 
Mm-hmm. I think that was where their process of thought was. They wanted multiple years. It's heavily reported at this point. They were hoping for two to three years with him. They couldn't bridge that that kind of money versus time gap. That's fine. If he walks at the end of the year, what did we give up? A guy who was going to walk at the end of this year. Yeah. Totally fine with it. Yeah. yeah it's, I mean, we could view it as a show me deal and, yeah. and kind of go from there. But, uh, but I mean, guys, we're in a really good position now. Like the main thing we're looking at is just the hope that we re-sign pasta before the beginning of the season. And health. Like just see, yeah, well, health, yeah. But Jesus, dude, don't jinx it already. Like, <laughs> Oh, I mean, we're just already, already not struggling. healthy. Yeah, we're already okay, healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Also, just like, we, have to figure out, we have to figure out what we're doing with the extra $2.75 million. Well, and that's that it. Have. I think the only thing that we have on the table that needs to happen, and don't get me wrong, I think pasta needs to happen too, but it doesn't need to need to happen. Mm-hmm. Riley's got to go. We got to figure out what to do with Riley mm-hmm. and and go from there. But that's that's it. Like our... Our offseason, just since we recorded the last episode, like, what, two, three days ago? Mm-hmm. Our offseason just changed. We released we an episode blocked. yesterday. We released an episode <laughs> yesterday, and then, of course, today, everything happens. It happens. It oh, happens. the podcast. That's, that's why we're here. I was actually yeah. listening back to it. I was listening back to yesterday's episode. <laughs> that feels fun to say. I was listening back to yesterday's episode, and I, at the very end, when I'm pleading with Don Sweeney, please sign the contracts, go over the cap, let the other people let, let Evan Gold figure it out. Yeah, I confirmed it was, John. It was a nice to this yeah, fucking it was, podcast. It was like a nice jinx. Yeah, I, I, but I really agree that so Riley probably is the guy to get moved. You can no longer buy out Felino if you can find someone to take him. <laughs> Sorry, bud. Bye. Hi, uh, Arizona. We really are only over the cap by like one point four ish, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after you bury you Wagner, bury, you can bury Wagner. We're we're over the cap by about one point four five. Yeah. So if you trade Riley, you have enough flexibility in within the season because yeah. you want to leave. You want to leave between one point five and two point seven five million dollars for room for up and down and and uh, call ups and. It's going to be tough, though, to bring anybody in on the deadline with what the situation we got going. I think there's a lot more work to be done. I have a video coming out later tonight where I kind of go deeper into this, but pressure did not get relieved from Sweeney now. It just picked up. It's not done. It's Your not job, but I feel like it's just getting started. Now you really got to get clever and mm-hmm. you have to figure some stuff out. And I'm not going to be one of those people who's forgiving of like, if you give up another first right now, man, we better be a fucking juggernaut yep. if you do that, because I'm not going to forgive that if we have a retool right over the right over the hill. Yep, and we still could be potentially staring some sort of a retool down. I mean, we have oh, yeah. to. We absolutely are. There's no way. Now it's two years from now instead of one. Sweeney, or Sweeney just bought himself a couple more months to to try to figure that out. Yeah. How much credit do you give Sweeney for these signings? All three of them. Let's talk all three. Yeah, I don't think Sweeney should have a lot of credit, but I'm seeing a lot of people saying that Sweeney had absolutely nothing to do with this, which I think is disingenuous. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's a little bit of credit to go around here for Sweeney, but he's certainly he's not the architect of the uh, of the these moves. The the Hala Zaka trade, that's him. Okay, fine. The Bergeron Krejci signings. Not much. But so he's also involved. So, so I'm, I've been the most critical guy of Sweeney on this podcast, I feel like. 
from the deadline, I was really unhappy with how he handled that. Mm. You guys were, you guys have never been like, I mean, Andrew's probably the, the highest on Sweeney or was until we started kind of tapering down. Thomas, you've been pretty, I'm in the middle about it. Yeah. yeah. But as someone who's ready to be super critical of this guy, <clears throat> the firing of Cassidy, that wasn't his whole like thing, right? There was, it wasn't handled well. But after that, the vibes around the team were just like the vibes per 60 were real low. They were, they were tough. It's morale. Yeah, it's a morale thing. I mean, you, you I fire think, a coach like that. Right. I think the conversations with Bergeron, with Krejci, the, the sales pitch, they're like, look, this year, it's the last dance. Like, let's do this. I think there has to be some real man-to-man conversations that he held himself very highly during. And I'm willing to give him credit for that. For the money and everything like that, yeah, the bean counters worked it out. And Bergeron was happy to take cut. Krejci was happy to take cut. I'm not talking about money. Evan Evan Gold deserves more credit for making the money work. For sure. Great. But I really do think this guy deserves a lot of credit for painting a picture to these guys that, like, let's give it one last ride. There is no reason Bergeron had to come back. There's certainly no reason Krejci had to come back. Oh, absolutely. I just think that... As much as you can dampen the whole, like, hey, a lot of credit to Sweeney stuff, I think you do have to give him real credit because those are hard conversations to have to bring guys into what looked like a losing situation after the Cassidy firing. That's that right there. That statement is where most of, if not all, the credit does go to him. I think as far as what the deals ended up being, they were probably ballparked by the guys and it, and those expect expectations were there when they sat down at the table. Uh, if anything, Cassidy like massaged those figures. And then this morning when we saw the deals, we were massaging our figures. Sweeney. Yeah. Yes. Right. Oh, did Cassidy. I say Cassidy? Yeah. We got you. So, look, we're going to miss Cassidy guys. We yeah. Do. We will. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You know what? I'm a little bit distracted. I just turned around to try to go to my mini fridge downstairs. It died. No, I have cooked. No fucking ipas and that thing and i'm very sad also my check engine light went on today oh buddy right before i was vacation. sick all weekend oh, man have fun in paris spent 300 dollars on my dog today because he's not feeling well and my mom's water heater blew up right before vacation don't can i get all kinds of call right now no can i get a call right now i can't i can't handle this bad luck man i had a terrible monday i don't do you need, not as bad as yours <laughs> but like i don't need more there's no such thing as a bad monday when all this shit happened do you want to hear something That's to cheer you crazy up crazy is i had a terrible monday even though all this shit happened because my work tried to kill me anyway what, what cheer me up how about how about a phone call oh yeah yeah let's do it Yo, it's David, uh, Twitter handles at k 46 The boys are back. We're getting the run back. I am at work and saw the news, and I can't focus on anything right now. The boys are back. We're getting one more year. I don't give a fuck what happens this year. I am beyond ecstatic. News took way too long, way too stressful. I kind of just was not able to focus properly as soon as I read it. I still can't focus properly. Not everything is just, whew, I'm very excited. Cool. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> oh, David gets it. You know, we want to talk about a guy who gets it. David fucking gets it <laughs> because he, here's the, the what he just painted for all of us is the enthusiasm of a fan of the team. We saw all these people talking about how and Twitter was full of it. Well, we're pushing the rebuild a, a, a back a year. We're, we're going to suck. We're a first round exit. When you've got a guy like Bergeron coming back that you know is going to go to the rafters, 
Do you not just cherish that shit? If you didn't think we were going to be competitive this year, we're not going to be like we weren't going to be competitive without him anyway. Like fucking, why not just enjoy this? If Patrice, I love Bergeron, that attitude. If Patrice Bergeron thinks this team can be competitive, that's fucking good enough for me, and it should Same. be good enough for every single one of you listening. Don't ruin your joy of hockey. Like, get excited about the season. Be let down if you have to, but like, get fucking excited. Yeah, it's part of being a fan, man. David gets it. Also, also speaking of the speaking of the chirp line, quick shout out to Zach for the reverse jinx. Oh, he nailed that <laughs> by a day. Like he fucking nailed that. Mm-hmm. He really did. And now Thomas doesn't have to design merch. So speaking of Zach. Oh no. Let's fucking call him. He, sure. He leaves voicemails every week. Let's fucking call him. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's up? Oh, nice, Den. Excellent. What's going on, guys? Living. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. You got the gold chain with the Beast logo at the bottom. What the fuck? This is great. Yeah, I, I got one of those at a, a playoff game last year. It was pretty cool. Nice. Sick. Very nice. Very you, do you go to Quinnipiac? No, uh, I just went there on a tour, but I have some friends that go there. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm not too far from there. Yeah. Very good. I got to know, who's, who's the signature on that jersey right there? Um, I, I couldn't name them all, but I know it's the 1999-2000 team. So I think at least Thornton and Bork are on there. Lord Byron nice. better be on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think, was Glenn Murray on that team? Yes, he was. Oh, if you got a Murray sing- Oh, yeah. Glenn Murray was my boy growing up. Fucking mm-hmm. loved him. Oh, back in the day. Yep. Zach, you're <laughs> always so good with calling in and leaving us voicemails and stuff. And 99% of the time, I feel like we end up using them because... Yeah. A, you're coherent, which is <laughs> something that I can't say for everybody that calls A in. huge leg up but, on the conversation. <laughs> yeah. But you always have really good questions, and they always somehow fall in line kind of with what we're talking about. Yeah. So your call that we just put on the newest episode, you basically told us to make a merch and willed this to happen. What yeah. was your initial thoughts when you saw these, uh, these tweets starting to come from the Bruins today? Um, I thought the whole, like use of the gif and the pictures was pretty cool i thought that was a good way to kind of market the new um the new the kind of bringing the players back in but uh it was pretty cool i feel like what what's the best day of the week to do it right on a monday when everyone's so you know yeah. worst day of the week getting right back to work uh but it, it was cool and, and definitely exciting and i think uh it was good to get them all back in one and i think uh, the contracts are good too so I, i'm pretty happy with it overall i'm i'm just glad that it's over with finally after like a month and a half we finally yeah. got these guys back our national nightmare is over yeah <laughs> like you said the contracts are good i think we all expected there to be some level of hometown discount but did you think they would be that low um, I, I, I guess I thought Krejci's would be that low. I knew yeah. Bergeron wasn't going to be, I, I know some people wanted it to be Bergeron's to be low, but I knew it wasn't going to be that, that low. And obviously they, both of them have performance-based incentives in their contracts. So that makes it better for them. Um, but you know, I, I, I knew Boston was going to do their best to kind of get that as low as possible so that Zaka's contract could kind of fit in there. But you know, now we're, we're over the cap a little bit. We'll just see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, what was, what was your initial reaction to seeing, I mean, Bergeron almost seemed like a, like a fait accompli, like it was going to happen. Yeah. Krejci though, like, were you, how surprised were you truly when Krejci came across the wire? Cause I was 
I was still kind of, I was very confident, but there was still that little part of me that was like, oh, maybe not. Maybe he's going to go back home. When Krejci came across the wire, what was your initial reaction? Um, it was definitely kind of like eye-opening for me. I guess I thought that I didn't know if the Bruins kind of management organization was as confident in Krejci as some of the fans are to be able to be productive this year and help out that second line. Obviously, like everyone's talking about Hall, Krejci, Pasternak, like that's going to be the line, you know, to get all the points. But, um, it, it, you know, obviously signing him and, and wanting him back very quickly um, right after Bergeron was signed shows that, you know, they 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 believe in him and they wanted to kind of bring it back for like a like a last dance kind of thing or last season just to kind of bring it all together and um you know it, it's one of those things where like i'm really happy but i'm also really sad because i'm just thinking of the next summer and being like these guys are going to be gone and it's not going to be very you know if Bruins hockey is going to change a little bit it's not going to be very fun to watch <laughs> a lot of it hopefully it's still fun though right yeah yeah <laughs> i you like the cap space just saying yeah you do bring up something that we really didn't touch on um so far in talking like one to ten ten being his old self and one being oh god what happened where's Krejci gonna gonna be this year is he still gonna be like that two c that kind of belongs as a one c or is he gonna be a guy to go oh you've slowed down a little bit I'm hoping it's up in the eight and the nine range, but I'm to be honest, to being honest, I think it's going to be like a four or five. I, oh, I don't brutal. have, I don't have high expectations. I expect him to do decent with Hall and, and Pashtok next to him. And maybe those lines change up uh, mid season, but you know, he, he's getting there. not gets to go up. Yeah. He gets stuck with the breast again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, I, I feel like, he, you know, he's getting older. It's, it's just not going to be the same, right? It's not like, you know, he's going to leave and just come back and be the same crazy that, you know, we saw for so many years. And, but I think I'm trying to go in with, with very low expectations and hoping that he surprises me. That's, that's my hope for the season. Over this, under for his amount of points. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. hard to do that. It's yeah. really hard over under for seasons points. Uh, we should all answer that. Fuck. Mm. 57. I mean, that's, I, that's out of this world. No over. Way. I'm going to go over. Really? Yeah. I think he gets like a, a cool 65 between those boys. Okay. And this comes back to health. Let's remember that. Yeah, it does. It does. So the lines are going to be all fucked up. They're, they're not going to have solid, stable lines until Christmas. Not his, though. Hall Posternock should still be like. Yeah, but he, you might see some, some swinging early on. Because they're going to be grinding to get dubs in the beginning of the season. He might not have. Oh, the Marchand's not started. So Hall's probably up with Bergeron to start the season. It's probably going to be Zaka, Zaka, Krejci, Pasternak to start. Yeah. <sighs> that's a little. I'm still going to say cool 65. That's, I'm, that's I'm the checking that. line. That's the checking line. Uh, I get it. <laughs> Fucking I, asshole. I don't want to get that joke. <laughs> and yet here you are I, th I think i might be with with zach on this i don't know if he's gonna hit 56 just based on on that and who knows like he hasn't played a full nhl season in a couple of years now yeah he could get banged up there's some age there like i didn't I even know. think of, it's been four years since he played a full nhl season mm -hmm. you want to you want to backtrack now no, cool 65, baby. Hell yeah. Unrelenting optimism. Fuck yeah. <laughs> well, remember, remember, Ian was the one that won the predictions last month. So last year. So uh, mm. pencil him in for 65 points. Fair. 
He won on the last week, though, right? Wasn't it? Like, it was the last 10 seconds of the season. Yeah, exactly. that was... He won on, like, a net goal. It wasn't even... It I don't was, know. It was oh, good. that's not fair. No, it was an <laughs> overtime golden goal. Not an empty netter. Damn, uh, Zach. Was, what, get this guy bullshit. off the fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> I want to ask you guys this real quick. All these things happening. Getting to see Krejci for at least one more year, but probably just the one more year. Same thing with Bergeron. One more go around with these dudes. If they miss the miss the playoffs, is it still kind of a success? Because this is kind of more. This is kind of for fans like us, where we just want to see certain players. I wanted one more opportunity to see Bergeron. I did not think at the end of last year that I would have another opportunity to see Krejci in person. So any game I go to that those two guys are on the ice, I'm fucking ecstatic because we're talking the last twelve years of our lives that I've invested in these players. So to me, even if they're a 500 team and they struggle out of the gate and there's growing pains and et cetera, I'm still going to, I'm still going to be so happy with what I saw this year. I'm saying that now because it's the season, the beginning of the season or before the season. Yeah, I know please, when we're yeah, come back when to we're, in April. Yeah. If yeah. we're, if it's April and we're 15 games below 500, I'm going to be fucking screaming. But <laughs> that said, like, I don't know how you guys feel like this almost, this feels like we're playing with house money this year, and I'm, I kind of just want to sit back and enjoy it. If I, I get it, to watch Bergeron at the Winter Classic, yep, the season's a success to me. I don't give a fuck. I do give a fuck. God, I give so many fucks. But it's success is the wrong word. This this organization owes it to Bergeron to have one last try. Bergeron doesn't owe us shit. Nothing. At uh, all. Especially, especially after what he said about this contract. Yeah. And, and the contract before that. Like, he, every deal. Every deal. Every minute. Bergeron has never made yeah, $7 million in a contract. Isn't that Them coming back, though, is, is we owe them one last ride. And if, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And I'll be so happy to hear all the people scream about how we should have started the rebuild earlier. I don't give a fuck. I wanted to see one more year of Bergeron. Yeah. I'll, I'll trade a, a wasted year for one more Bergie. Yeah. We're not picking top three anyway next year, no. even without Bergeron, no. even without Krejci. Yeah. yeah not gonna well, maybe. I don't know. Without both of them, it could be possible. But uh, Hold on. Hold on. Blackhawks, Sabres, Sharks. Fuck, whoever yeah. is in Arizona. We're yeah. not picking the top three. <laughs> <laughs> See, I want to feel that way, but there's a big part of me that's like, this is the last dance season. So if they miss the playoffs, it's going to, it's going to be a failure. Mm-hmm. Sweetie's going to be fire. Sweet, yep. As he yeah. should be. If yeah. that's what happens, if that's what happens. Would that be the worst, worst thing though? Because he's put himself kind of in this position. He put the great, like, like, straight, I can't the tolerate box. another first round exit. I'd rather yep. just miss the playoffs. I, I have said this. I disagree, I, but sure. I really? said this. I said this when Cassidy was fired. What happens when you give a man enough rope? Eventually he'll hang himself with it. I've yes. never heard that before. Did you just? Yeah, you have never, never said that to us. You have never said that. Well, I've said that. You give a man enough rope, they'll hang themselves with it. Zach, what do you think, man? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think no matter what it is, I'm going to be excited to watch those games. I know me and my dad are going to try to go to a couple games um, throughout the year, but I just want to see them put effort in. I I want it to be like, even if, you know, we're, as Thomas said, 15 points um, under 500 or whatever. And and, uh, we, you know, we don't even do very well. I just want to see a good season. And I listened to what Bergeron said after he was signed that contract. And, you know, he seems excited to be back for one more year and he wants to, you know, give it his all. So, I just hope that, 
you know, they try hard, they win some games. It would be nice to make the playoffs, but I think I'd almost rather see them not even make the playoffs than like get in the playoffs and just lose in the first round. And it just, because like the, the downfall on Twitter after playoff yeah. Yeah. losses is just terrible. Yeah. If, if you miss, if you're lined up to miss the playoffs, at least that pain is stretched out. Yeah. I, I get that. But here's, here's why I completely disagree. I'd rather lose in the first round every time because the feeling of like, we made the playoffs, anything can happen is irreplaceable to me. That feeling of like, I'm so excited. We could be down three, zero in a series and I'm still right fucking there until we are not in it anymore. And that I would not give up for anything. That belief for a little while. That's right. Yeah. I can't in good conscience. Like it's going to be great. Regardless, it's going to be great to see Bergeron and Krejci for one last ride. But it's just that it's just that it's one last ride. Gotta make the playoffs. Gotta, gotta, gotta. Correct. When you say like that in, in, in at least one aspect, I want to see Bergy in a playoff introduction at least one more time or something like that. But yeah, it just hurts that much more. Like it definitely know, hurts more. I, I know I'm going to get hurt at the end of the season regardless because I don't think this is a cup chasing team. What the fuck is that? You're yep. giving up already? Yep, it's over, bro. I mean, it's like, over. everyone cancel your NHL subscriptions. <laughs> fucking, it's over. Thomas said so. Goddamn. Also, don't fucking cancel your subscription to this podcast because the season's not happening anymore. Fucking. This is now a Providence oh. Bruins and Maine Mariners podcast. We're not trying the fucking Thomas's smile shrank away so fast when I said cancel the subscription to the podcast. He immediately was like, whoa, hold on. We don't have any subscribers. We just talked to our ch- ourselves and apparently Zach. So <laughs> Zach's right in there. Zach, I want to know about your fan a little bit like where did it start um so i my dad got me to watch hockey he's a big rangers fan so uh oh. he, you know yeah oh. yeah i know original I, six I, though we like that yeah. a quick little note there i watched uh your newest video ian of the like the the teams in the offseason in 39 seconds or less and i showed my dad the one about the rangers and i the thing about the truba <laughs> with uh, 34 million or four years and he goes I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly okay, the response yeah, exactly. I wanted. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think after they won the cup is when I really started watching 20. I remember the, them watching them lose the Blackhawks in the play, in the cup final. That was a tough one, but yeah, <laughs> not trying to bring up bad memories, but I think in the last couple years, I've tried to really get into it more, like really pay attention to, you know, the points and looking at the prospects and watching as many games as I possibly can. And um, it, it gets more fun every year. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously now knowing that we're kind of getting into that, that, that stage where it may not be as competitive as we used to be, it, it's, it hurts, but um, I, it, it's been fun. It's fun to be a Bruins fan. Cause I feel like, like we've, we've always been competitive. We've always been as we always tried to be as good as we can be. And, um, you know, I, I'm okay with first round playoff exits, even though it hurts. Do you mm. remember any years before 2006? I mean, I've watched stuff, but I do not always know. been competitive. Yep. That's yep. hell yeah. brother. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I was, I was born in 2005. So actually that makes more sense. Cause 2008 oh, is probably where we started. You are a child. 2008 yeah. is where we really started to kind of turn it around a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I knew as soon as you said always been competitive. I was like, yes, he's so young. This is great. <laughs> if you're a Rangers gonna... fan, what did he think of Quinn? What do you think about the possibility of Quinn coming here? 
Well, I, I got most of my hate for for him through my dad. I mean, my okay. dad talked crap about him all the time. I'm, sh- I'm sure if you listened enough to this podcast, me and Andrew are probably the sprinkles on that, that yeah. shit Sunday. Mm-hmm. I, I've got some. I've got a sweet spot for him because I love uh, Boston University hockey. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I saw him back then. But like, I watched the Rangers, and he just he just wasn't there. Yeah, and it's it's not team. even. It's. I would have taken anybody else, and I'm just glad it was anybody else but him. Yeah. Um, and Montgomery, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I am too, man. I really yeah. am. I, a lot I'm of people talking some shit. It's been really surprising how insensitive people have been about his past. I was really surprised to see that. Honestly, I'm not. I'm not. Unfortunately, just like, you, all right, bummed out. Sweet summer that. child. Yeah, bummed, you know. bummed out. Disappointed in a, tr- a portion of not only our fan base, but but hockey. But as you said last week on the pod, or I, last week, yesterday on the fucking pod, uh, the hockey culture is, it can be better. It could, it could be That's better. kind of part of it. But. but like a little bit. Not like, not even like a lot. Just, <laughs> yeah, a just little bit. Just a little do bit. Either, I just uh, want forward progress. Yeah. <laughs> can you do that? Uh, Andrew no. or Ian, do you, either one of you guys have any other questions for Zach? Do you root for the Rangers ever? I root for them in the playoffs. That there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wanted them to take down Carolina, and then, then they did. Um, but and then immediately the stopped rooting for them right then. Yeah, there. that's me. Yeah, it was <laughs> this past year. We went to a Bruins Rangers game. I think that was maybe the one where I think you went to that one, Thomas. Too. It was in I think maybe April, late April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I went yeah. with uh, Marky and Boosie. Yeah. yeah, and um, those days are hard because I start giving them a lot of shit early mm-hmm. on. Like I, I give them, I like to, and we won that game. So like yeah, I was, we, like, we handled that game, and it was, I needed that win so bad that day. Yeah, it so and it was so, it was so good because he was all like, oh, you know, Shosturkin's playing. You guys aren't going to get anything, and he didn't play very well that game. So no, uh, yeah, that was that was a good day. Yeah, and Thomas just stuck short shift pod stickers all over Rangers fans. I, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, when I so saw that on Twitter, I was checking my dad's back. I was like, oh, wait, let me see. Let me see. That would have been amazing had he had one. That would have yeah. been so good. Uh, Andrew, you got anything else for Zach? Uh, no, nah, man. Just uh, go bees. Go bees. I, I'm going to cut you off. I got 60 seconds worth of something for Zach. Zach, oh, I, I'm sure you're probably familiar with this, but I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock. And uh, I'm going to give you some rapid fire questions. These are not trivia questions, so don't be scared. This okay. is all opinion, shit talking, whatever. Questions, you... But you should be scared. <laughs> you should probably, maybe still be scared. <laughs> are you ready? I am ready. All right, brother. Here we go. Bruins no longer exist, and you got to roll on. What's your favorite NHL team? Colorado Avalanche. Nathan McKinnon, my favorite player. <laughs> okay. I'm sure, I'm sure Ian's in with that. Hell yeah, I am. Yes. Favorite Boston Bruin of all time. Ooh, that's a tough one. I will have to say, even though he just joined Swayman because he played at UMaine, and I have followed UMaine hockey for a lot as well. I love college hockey, so yep, uh, it was pretty you. pretty cool to see him come from Maine and see where, where he's coming. That's from. the beauty of hockey, man. Seeing development, nice. seeing college prospects yeah. come up and get new enjoyment in the majors. Yeah. Uh, least favorite Bruin of all time. Oh, jeez, that's a brutal question. Yeah. I think just for the memes, Tyler Sagan. Okay. <laughs> uh, Winter Classic is coming back to Fenway, a repeat location for, I think, the first time ever. I'm not sure. Uh, if Boston or New England in general ever gets another one, where should it be? Where should it be? It should be at the Portland Ice Arena where the Mariners play, uh, Cross Insurance Arena, because I wouldn't have to drive very far to go see the game. 
Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Dude, thanks so much for popping on, man. I'm, yeah. I'm glad that we got to sneak this extra episode in. And as always, man, we so appreciate you calling up because there are certain days where we're putting together an episode and it's just so much easier and more fun when we have listeners like you throwing us some some questions or comments uh, on the voice line. So everybody be more like Zach, leave some voicemails. Uh, you can do it sober. You can do it drunk. Most of you seem to do it drunk, uh, which is totally fine. I mean, I record these drunk, so it's fine. <laughs> but Zach, so much. Like, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys having me on and, uh, you know, keep doing what you guys are doing. The season's almost here, right? Almost, almost man. It's it's yeah. going to fly by in the next couple of weeks now that we're getting more and more excited. Yeah. And Zach, thanks for, thanks for, uh, Helping, helping the Bergeron and Krejci sounding along. Yeah, you nailed it. It's everyone, all thanks to you. It's just everyone you. credit Zach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, boys. Go bees. Go bees. Go bees. All right. Later, boys. Thanks again, Zach. But I feel like <laughs> she moved yeah, the furniture. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> what was what? Did, did, did she just pull a strike? What happened? Everything all right up there? Maybe you're getting mugged. Are you throwing our baby? Mugged? Are you? Can you get mugged in your own home? Are you mugging your baby? <laughs>